is Truth Be Told. This is Dr. Walter Aka. How are you, Dr. Fleming Smith? Dr. Kyle Dumpert. And Dr. Gary Dennis. Greetings and salutations. Of course. Uh, we actually have the pleasure of having a special guest with us. Uh, she's an assistant right now, but she's trying to apply to dental school again. And and when she told me her story, I really was just motivated to just bring her on because I know for sure not everybody goes through the easy path. And I say easy because it's just point A to point B to point C, right? Some people, we have to go other directions and a way to just get to the end result, which is being a dentist. You know, so Miss, uh, Mrs. Sorry, Adriana Gerber, uh, what is going on? How are you doing this, this afternoon? I'm doing well, Dr. Aka. It's nice to meet everybody. And like you said, I'm... I just started at PDS and I'm really enjoying where I'm working with uh, Dr. Dennis, Dr. Morris, you, Dr. Aka, Dr. Limo, and Dr. Wynn, and Dr. Uh, Elizondo as well. Right, right. Uh, so I actually, before we get into this, I want to ask uh, the doctors here a question, right? So I was in an office and um, this week has been a tough week. I'm not sure if you guys have gone through a tough week, but I've had a tough week because I'm training pretty much two new assi uh, assistants, okay? And, um, <laughs> you know, the frustration was there on uh, Thursday. I pretty much had had it. I was just like, oh, man, this, it's just not working. They're not learning anything, right? And I'm, I'm trying my best. I, I, I consider myself a pretty good teacher. I'm, I'm, I'm awesome. You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> So, so I was, sure I was have so much patience, right? And that's, that, that's the key, you know, no one that knows me believes that, but that's the key, wait, my wait, patience. Did, did, did you say at the beginning that Adriana just started working with you? Well, no, 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 she, no, she was that, not. Are you talking, is this around about talking about her? Right. No, 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 I, would, I, would, I wouldn't even go that far. <laughs> I do behind people's backs. No, but, <laughs> but, you know, we're, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm frustrated because I feel like the motivation is not there and one of the doctors actually said to me you know they no names of course said maybe your standards for these assistants are too high hmm. you need to lower your standards because then you won't be disappointed when they don't reach your sta your standard and and for me i was like what what the hell are you talking about like in in general i wouldn't want to lower my own standard and you want me to lower the people that are working with me lower their standards. So I want to get your opinion. You know, should I lower my standards just so I'm, I have a, a, an easier day at work? <laughs> so if they disappoint me, I just go, it is what it is. I don't care. Uh, ladies first. Please. Oh, all right. Um, what I would say, Dr. Aka, is you are only as good as your team. So if you do decide that you are going to lower your standards, then you're basically deciding that your um, – dentistry that you're going to be um your dental service is going to be just as uh it's going to lower just as well so i would be thinking of it as a parallel i i know it's frustrating dentistry is frustrating um staff is just one entity of it um but at the end of the day as the leader i would try and keep the standard as high as you can because it will reflect you at the end of the day i, I mean i agree but yeah, I would agree with that. I have gone through a couple of dental assistants that uh, some were great, some weren't that great. And the uh, I, I think back to when I didn't know anything about dentistry and the, the difficulty in, in learning basically a new language and a, a new skill set. And 
while that frustration is there, I try to put myself in their position to see maybe I'm not the greatest teacher. Uh, maybe I, I need to say things a little bit different. But as far as lowering your standards, no, I, I don't think that's the right way to go with it. Um, I agree. <clears throat> I would I don't lower my standards with my assistants. I mean, I have so much to talk about on this topic, but well, it doesn't, that, it doesn't answer the question, though. It doesn't answer the question. So to answer the question is no, uh, you should not be lowering your standard. Okay, well, then the follow-up was, well, you know, you know, the, 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 the clinician, clinicianer or clinician person in charge uh, basically said to me, and I quote, she was like, well, I'd rather have somebody with a good attitude than somebody that knows everything. And I, I looked and I was like, I don't I don't get it. She goes, I'd rather have somebody that just has a really good attitude than somebody that's just kind of like, oh, I'm really good with this, but doesn't have the best attitude. And I was like, well, does it have to be either or? So I asked you guys this. Which one would you choose? Someone with a positive attitude, always smiling, but doesn't know anything and, and really sucks at their job <laughs> or somebody that's really good at their job, but may not have the best attitude. I'm definitely going with the better attitude okay. <laughs> and sucks in their job. I think, yeah, I think, I think anyone, uh, we can teach a skill to anyone. So at the end of the day, coming in with positive energy, coming in determined, I think those are like always going to be the, the winning entities in all of it. Okay. And half of the time they think they know it all. <laughs> They anyway. think they know it all. It's, it's that's more. I think it's both an attitude. Just um, what you're saying sometimes is is more of the cocky thing. So I tell people, don't confuse them. <laughs> just because, yeah, a, a lot of time is definitely not a reality of knowing it all. Okay, I'm going to go with you, Doctor Aka. I'm going to have to say <laughs> uh, they got to be both. I, I don't think you got to choose one or the other because. You can have somebody with a great bubbly personality, but they don't want to learn anything or uh, they're, they're, they don't want to grasp what you're teaching them. And you could talk to them till you're blue in the face. Right. And if they don't have uh, the, the willingness to learn, but they're still extremely friendly and bubbly and uh, nice to be around, right. that doesn't help at the office. All right. So my answer is going to veer a little bit. Of course, Gary. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. So Gary is not going to answer the question. <laughs> I think I'm, I look at I look at it as like you're the coach of a basketball team. OK. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, you don't get to pick your players. OK. Right. Okay. So this is your team. You have to put each player in a position to maximize their attributes. Right. So if you have if you have two assistants, mm -hmm. one person has a great attitude, doesn't know anything. The other one is great at the job, but has a horrible attitude. Right. So that means that the one with the good attitude, that's the person that the patient needs to meet first. That's the person that greets the patient. That's the person that brings the patient back. That's the person that takes the x-rays. But then when you start but, working, well, you that just person said leaves. And the other one that actually knows <laughs> the job comes in. And that's the one that works chair side. So you're assuming that that patient is not going to ever say anything until you're done. Oh, to the, to the, to the assistant. But you're there at that point. Okay. Right? When the when the, the assistant with the bad attitude that knows how to work okay. is in the room, you are in the room at, this, at the same time. So you would be answering any questions the patient had. True. But don't right? you think the patient wants to be with the person that has a bubbly attitude while they're doing the procedure? No, I think the patient is there to receive treatment from you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, well, like, somebody... Somebody's got to jump in and, and, and say if they agree to this, what Dr. Dennis is saying. I'm, I'm just saying, that's how you... 
That's how you use your I, players. I, I thought the question was, I heard two people say both sides. Is it either or? Like, are you picking yes. someone with a good attitude or you're picking someone with that? But I think Kyle said, I'm picking both like Dr. Aki. I'm like, okay, well, I thought the question was A or B. A or B, yeah. It was A or B. It's A and <laughs> Y'all are picking D, A and we, B. Yeah, we, we make our own rules on this. We don't, we don't have to follow what he said. I prefaced that I was going to veer a little yes, bit. Yes, you did. <laughs> See, Chris, so this, we, this is why. We have an assistant on the, on, the, on the show right now, so let, let's get her opinion. Good transition. Yeah. Please, Adriana, tell us, tell us so, one, what's the hardest thing that you've had to deal with as an assistant in dentistry? I, so personally, I think that I have a really good attitude when I come to work, and I want to be able to learn as much as I can. But I also have the motivation of becoming on or going on the other side, you know, becoming a dentist. And I feel like I've worked with some people that, you know, it was just not here, but uh, at other places <laughs> that have just want to go to work, you know, clock in, clock out. But at the same time, as a patient, you would want to have you would want to have the person that. I guess knows more when you're assisting rather than having someone that the doctor always has to say, Hey, do this, do that. Cause then it, you're starting to like not trust the assistant. I don't want to say that, but you also have to, when you're working with a new assistant, you like, because I, for example, like starting out in general dentistry, I, went from general dentistry to ortho to endo to back to general dentistry. So there were certain things that I wasn't sure of how to do, but the more practice that I got, the better I became at it. So I guess it's really hard to decide that question though, but <laughs> that's why, that's why I threw the, the hard questions out. But I mean, it sounded like you, well, it sounded like you were getting yeah, that. If, like, if, uh, mm. <laughs> If the dentist has to keep during the procedure, if the de to, from a patient's perspective, if the dentist has to keep asking the assistant, yeah. "Oh, uh, do you have this? Did you get this? Do you have this? Do you have this?" Then it, it makes it seem like they're not a team, right? Yeah. So then, mm -hmm. and if they're not a team, then, then the patient's perspective might be, "I'm not getting the best care I, sh I could be getting." Right. So you agree with Doctor Dennis, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There it is. Yeah. There it's it is. Like, what's, what's today's it's date? Like, <laughs> 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 Might be the first now. time anybody agree with Dr. Dennis. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about why you're here, Adriana. Um, you're here because you're going yeah. through the process of um, applying for dental school again. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so tell us what happened the first time and what you know you were told or what you believe is the reason why you didn't get in. So the reason that I believe that I didn't get in the first time was because of my GPA. It wasn't as strong as other candidates. I did take the non-traditional route to the university. So I went from high school to community college and then to a four-year university. And from there, I applied after graduating from uh, the University of California, Santa Cruz. So I took my gap year and I'm taking an additional one. <laughs> but this time I, instead of 
obtaining my mm-hmm. master's degree, I went into employment. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get more experience. And that's how I'm improving upon my second time applying. And I feel like that may help me get in this year. So, well, I, yeah, go ahead, Gary. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that, um, <laughs> or as far as the application process, mm-hmm. um, be, I mean, being in a, in having applied and now uh, taking a position in the dental field at least shows that you truly have interest in dentistry and that mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're in there trying to learn as much about it as you can. So that's, a, I mean, that is definitely a good thing. Yeah, I, I do enjoy what I do and there, I just want to be on the other side <laughs> like because I see what everyone does. And uh, as an assistant, you're limited to what you can do because although I'm l- looking at the x-rays, seeing what, you know, how to diagnose, you know, it's not really my position to do that because that's your position and I want to get to that position. And so I'm hoping to get in this year, but keep in mind that, that it's, it's Mm. steps. So Mm -hmm. it's like steps on a ladder. Like before you can be a dentist, you got to get into dental school. Yes. (laughs) After you get in dental school, you got to get through the first semester Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you got to get to the first year (laughs) and you got (laughs) to pass the nerve. Yeah. You got to pass your boards. Like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a step. There's, There's steps to the, to the ladder, but there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, mm-hmm. okay. Well, so I guess my question is, did you, you actually apply through the, the process the first time and got a rejection letter or no? Yes. You so did. I, so I went through the entire process where I applied, I got an interview, I went through the interview and I was able to get onto the wait list. But That's then I, um, by the time I believe it was May, June ish, they told me that their class was full. And at that point, then I had to reapply. Okay. What, what, univer- what uh, pro- program was that? Well, we don't have to, we don't have to do that. Oh, you don't, if you don't feel no, comfortable yeah. telling me. Like, like, like she might be applying again, you know, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, okay, well, how, how, okay, better question. How many programs did you apply to? That's a good so question. Yes. The first time I applied to, I believe, 11 or 13 schools. Okay. That's, okay. A, good. That's a good time, amount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the second time I applied to only five or six. So why, okay. why are you going backwards? Um, the first time I was able to get financial assistance from my parents. The second mm. time it was on... Um, a waiver and my own dime and my husband's dime. So it was kind of, it was expensive. limited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. So, it's expensive. So, so you said the second time, meaning that you like, you just applied. Yeah. I don't He's I, She's going okay. through the process right now. Yes. Okay. So okay. I'm going through the process right now. So I applied in June of 2020. So June of this year. So I'm hearing back from schools starting in one month. So that's when they start, uh, coming out with acceptances or denials or waitlist acceptances. What's your DAT score? It's <laughs> um, <laughs> so 19 average uh, for my AA and then 19 for my PAT. What's your GPA? Uh, GPA 3.02. <laughs> so I'm on the okay. lower end, but of the, 
of the competitiveness because most people are, you know, 3.5 or 3.8 or 4.0. So it's not most people. (laughs) Well, yes, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. (laughs) Crystal, Crystal, Kyle, Kyle Kyle had a question. Yes, Kyle, please. Uh, I think that's something that uh, you mentioned, the the cost of applying to dental schools. Uh, I think that's something most people don't realize uh, before they start that process. Can you can you talk a little bit about what expenses you run into as far as when you apply to dental school? So applying to dental school, I had to take the DAT. So and I also had to take uh, prep courses for DAT. How much? And so. The um, DAT, yeah. I believe it was $450. Okay. And the prep course, depending on what type of prep course you needed, um, I stuck with DAT boot camp. And I believe, so I was actually fortunate for that one because I went to a conference during my undergrad education and I actually got a free uh waiver for that so but if it was going to be out of my own pocket it would have been i think three hundred dollars so up front before you apply it's around seven hundred dollars right there and then when you apply the first school is 211 dollars, and then each additional school is a hundred and ten dollars i believe so it really racks up. <laughs> so you really need to know which ones you want to apply so to. So you're at like 1300 right now. Yes. The first for five schools. Time, for five yeah. schools. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so the first time it was more than that. You were looking at like it, maybe 2000 Yes. 2000 3000 almost, yeah. And I believe the DAT score, so I've only taken it once. Um, the DAT score lasts a believe five years, but some schools only take up to two to three years after you've taken it. So if the unfortunate case happens that I do have to reapply, I would have to take the DAT again. So I'd have to do not only the prep course, but paying for the DAT again. So, And another expense that some people might not realize is depending, you said you applied to 11 or 13 schools the first time? time. Yeah. Yes. First, first, first time. time. Yes. First time. Then, yes. Okay. And this time you applied to five, six. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So something that some people might not realize is if you're lucky enough to get an interview at more than one school, depending where the those travel. schools are, yeah. the travel, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the the expense involved with that, even if you are just applying for a wait list uh, or interviewing for a wait list. So again, if you're just applying to schools that are around where you're living, not usually a big deal. But if, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are trying to get in anywhere, it doesn't matter. So if you've got to buy a plane ticket, hotel, rental car, if you're going all over the country, that can really jack up that expense also. Well, exactly. Kyle, I don't know if this is happening this year, but are you guys actually traveling to the schools or are you doing virtual? So that's a new so factor. This year, yeah. I actually that got help. I did have to travel. <laughs> yes, that helps. <laughs> so I got to do it in the comfort of my own home and Yes. do it virtual. And and the other thing that I forgot to mention is that um, along with applying to schools, some schools actually have a secondary application fee. Mm-hmm. So that can range between $50 and $100. Howard, and Howard had that. Howard had that, I remember. <laughs> don't get me started. Oh, get, don't get me started. Howard had that. Are you sure? Oh, you I, oh, sure oh I, they took my money. I don't, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't recall a secondary. Oh, uh, because uh, you got in. 
<laughs> oh, so it's only for the people who didn't get in, <laughs> or the people that never hear back from them. Don't get me started, oh my Gary. God. It's, like, uh, it's like the consult. The consult's included if you actually get the treatment. <laughs> but uh, no, okay. So, well, let's let's ask a question that I think at least I'm thinking about is: so the first time you said your your DAT scores overall were 19, and then your mm-hmm. GPA was a 302 or something like that, right? Yes. What did you do to try to at least improve both of them? You know, like for me, it's like, okay, so this might have been the factor that might have not gotten you in. You know, you're doing a lot of other stuff, but the grades, Mm -hmm. at least the the, the, the GPA could be a little stronger, right? Did you take any like biochem, anatomy or anything additional to show that, hey, I can handle it when we get to dental school? Yes. So that was actually, so when I went from community college to the four-year university, what I did is I chose my major, not just in biology, but in human biology. So that way I was not on the wait list of trying to fight for my classes of having to take human physiology, anatomy, and all those different courses. So it was already implemented into my major. So I had to take them. And I wanted to take them. So that was the reason I chose my major for what it was. And on top of that, I got into an internship during for credit as my major. Okay. Uh, Crystal, mm-hmm. do you have any questions? Um, Basically, Adriana, I think you have like all of the elements that are, is eventually going to get you into dental school. But what I will say is, mm-hmm. is that... Um, I was on the interview committee for three years at Howard, and I'm going to give you just a little bit of insight. Um, And I disagree with Dr. Dennis on the fact that the GPA and that DAT is very important, only because it is very, 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 very competitive to get into medical school, any any school health professional that is going to get you into a doctorate. Um, people are very interested in getting into those programs. So that's one. And there are, when I was there, which was a long time ago. <laughs> two, uh, two, two or three years ago, right? Yeah, well, this is my, <laughs> I'm going on 13 years of practicing. Experience. So, yeah. So I'm saying that when I was there, and this is when I was in dental school, I was really impressed by the fact that these these kids are not making bees, baby. They're not mm-hmm. making B's, they're making straight A's, and they're knocking their DAT out the ballpark. And they're taking the MCAT, they're doing additional things. So it is very hard. And you got to imagine there's only so many seats at the table. Okay, so you got to mm-hmm. believe, but I do believe when you do get into your uh, interview, I believe for you, that is going to be your bread and butter. Because if you're working with something lower, you're going to have to shine on that interview to where they see that you're very determined and that you're driven enough to get through the program. Because I don't think there was a large batch of people that we did accept that were just like you because Mm -hmm. they were very driven. They were very motivated and they went out of their way to show that they can make it through the program as well. But what I will say is you got to be thinking you're going to go from uh, what when you were in college you were taking about what 15 hours I, I don't know yes. what were your about 12 mm-hmm. 15 hour semesters right you're gonna go from that to double yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to mm-hmm. imagine whenever people are talking about, oh, it's not just the grades. It's really, it's not just the grades, but you have to get through like Dr. Dennis said, first semester <laughs> where you're going to double in hours. Right. Um, second semester, and then second year, you're going. It's going to feel like quadruple. You're going to have so many science classes that you're going to be like, "Oh my God! Like this is really consuming my life." And, and I think it and it lab takes, work and lab work, Crystal. Yes, it takes it takes a certain mind frame. So yeah, no, you don't have to be the smartest. I actually feel like the most driven mm-hmm. are the ones that get through the quickest. But I do feel like you have to have that fine balance. So you got to prove that you can get through those first years because a lot of us had colleagues that did not mm-hmm. get through those first semesters. And that's mm-hmm. a big deal. You know, we're talking about cost. Just imagine if you pay fifty, sixty thousand dollars and you don't get through a semester like you can't mm-hmm. get anything uh, lower than a C. And that's a big deal. So if you go in there thinking, oh, I'm just going to go in and no big deal, 30 hours. That's, you know, have you ever done that before? No. Mm -hmm. Like it it takes a certain mind frame. It is Mm -hmm. very strenuous psychologically, emotionally, physically. So I think you do have to probably do so. I would try and get the DAT score up just a test. Okay. I wouldn't say go back, go back to school, but they have to offset just a little bit to mm-hmm. where if you're going to be working with the GPA, which I still feel like could get you in. I'm just saying that the DAT will show that if you've taken it more than once, so you're showing initiative. If you can bump it up to the high 20s, that says so much mm-hmm. that you're working with. So whenever you're going to the table, just be working with something to where you're like, hey, I went back. I, I did that class again. I got my DAT up even higher and I nailed my interview and and make sure when you're doing these interviews that you seem like you're a fit for some of these schools. Because if you're applying to 12 schools, I know I've applied I, I've applied to schools in the past where I'm like, I will not be a fit here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, you just yeah, needed someone to say yes, the, though. Yeah. On the second round, I'm just like, mm-hmm. hey. I'm going to put my money into maybe some other places that I could possibly be a better fit or I feel myself living in that city or that state, you know what I'm saying? To where it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is actually something that I could possibly do. All right. But don't, yeah, don't limit yourself. But I think you have all of the qualities. I I think you're going to get in. Just give yourself that extra push. You got to make yourself competitive. So just give yourself that extra push. I'm going to say the DAT. The DAT and the interview. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dr. Dennis? Oh, I was just going to say, as Crystal mentioned, uh, a C is the lowest you can get. But it's not a low C. It's a high C. It's 75. (laughs) It's not 70. It's 75. Right. Right. You know? Mm I mean, so you got to be on it. I I, I personally, yeah, and I personally think that, so yeah, your GPA, right, for me, it's explanation of why you got degrees that you got if they're not A's, right? You have to explain Mm -hmm. to them and make them understand why that happened. It could have been, you know, something happened in the family, whatever. It's not an excuse, but it's like Mm -hmm. an explanation. And then you got to show them that, look, look at the next grade, look at the next course, right? So I took a bio and I got to be in bio, but look what I got in biochem. I got an A. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So you got to show that improvement and you got to be able to explain why you got what you got that was not as good as you would think, right? Mm 
So right. that's the key. To me, it doesn't really matter what the grades is if you were able to explain. Well, no, let's let's rephrase. If you get a two something, you're not getting. No, move on. Redo everything, right? <laughs> but like where you're at, you're at that borderline. So like you have to be able to explain like, okay, this is why I didn't do as well as I could have. And let me show you how I was able to improve on an even mm-hmm. harder class. You want your last grades to be your best grades. That's it. Okay, yeah. well put. Yeah, that was actually which, a good summary. Which I would say aim for the DAT because that's your last evaluation. And it's easier to pick that one up versus going back to school. Right. Picking mm-hmm. up another semester. If you can improve that DAT, I think that's gonna that's gonna mean a lot. It's gonna mean a lot because it takes a lot of strenuous studying um, to mm-hmm. get that DAT up. It's not like a test you can just go in there and take. So um, I would focus there. I would focus okay. there for sure. And 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 one thing, Adriana, what I would tell you is whenever you're reapplying, think to yourself, why you, mm-hmm. you, and not the next person. Why you? Why should we pick you? Mm-hmm. Just because you're friendly and you're bubbly and you you are like, why you? You know, and if you can be like, you know what? I'm determined. I'm driven. I got a 19 on my DAT. I turned it around. I got a 26. I work in the office. Yeah, I have a 3.0. But like come to the table with mm-hmm. something to where people are like, yes, yes. Yes. Well, let me let yes. me just say that I think I, let me just say, and if I'm not if I'm wrong, uh, Adriana, please you know correct me. But the average is still like 17, right? So you got above the average. So let's not you know dismiss that. I think you did pretty. Uh, well. No, 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 no. The average, no, no, no. That, the average no, not. I don't. No, no, no. The, the minimum is 17. Okay. Yeah, the minimum what, is 17. Well, what's the average then? Let's let's. What's the average, uh, Adriana? The average has got to be in the 20s. Okay. I don't think like when I don't I took it. I it's got below twenty. It was actually so. I think U.S. wide, it was actually either a seventeen or eighteen yeah. for average. That's right. That's so no, well, no, no. What the question is: is that of the people that took the exam, or is that the people that accepted in into dental school? No, no. I, I, I said, I said, no, no, no. Yes, you're right. The people that got in, I'm sure, are higher. But the average yeah. is the people that took the test. That's all I'm I'm saying. Well, that's and, erroneous. Oh, it's not erroneous. Like you're still above that's, that's fifty percent. That doesn't. That doesn't. If if, if ten million people to, took the test yeah, and didn't would, get into dental school, yeah, then it doesn't matter. Try, yeah, try to be in the wave of the people who are getting in. Yes, yes. I agree with yeah. you guys. What not I'm, not who's taking. That's a million people that's taking that's it. Yeah. 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 Okay, like, I that, I agree with you guys. What I'm saying is that she's still above the average. If we look at the average, not the people, you know, not the, the one third. I'm talking about the average, which is 50%. She's above 50%. That's all I'm saying. You know, yeah, you have to kind of look at to, something yeah, try, positive. Try here. to get on the, like, who's getting in yes. and compare yourself to who's getting in. Yeah. True. Uh, you can probably go into um, some of the, the school's the websites. A, the There's, ADA or the school website yeah, and the school's see websites what the you. average Mm-hmm. Uh, DAT score is for the students that were accepted right. in whatever yeah, their, class. Their incoming class or the previous uh, class. Yeah, yeah. I would bet it's low 20. I, I would I would, agree. I would, agree. I would bet my money. Yeah, yeah I, would I would agree bet my that. money it's more 20. Yeah. Kyle, you've been but, quiet. But I'm, I'm going to say this, though. Like, <laughs> with all that information, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you, I got 15s on my DAT and I had a 2.3 GPA graduate. Graduating out of college. Granted, I had to do like a two-year postback after. Okay, well, talk about the postback then. I mean, because you're I had a three point eight in the postback. Right. So explain to us why postback. What is a postback? Because a lot of people don't know that that's an option. 
All know, right, so my my GPA out of out of undergrad was so horrible, two point three. You you just you can't really can't do much with that. Okay. So <laughs> okay, right, I, I, and I was I was a biology pre med major. Okay, right. So um, I applied to dental school. Uh, I went and worked for like two years or whatever, and then I decided I wanted to go to dental school. I applied to dental school. I applied to four programs. I did not get into any. Then I um, got a, a mentor. Uh, who's a dentist, Dr. Hazel Harper. And uh, she uh, basically told me to come work at her office and be a dental assistant, similar to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then um, I was through her, I was able to meet with uh, the Dean of Admissions at Howard uh, to assess what I need to do to get into dental school. And I was basically told I need to take two years <laughs> of school. Gary, I could I could have told you that. You didn't have Over. to go to the dean to know that. I could have said that to you. Yeah. Hey, you're oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> two or three is not going to do it. Yeah. So I, they, they said I had to take 18 credits. Okay. Uh, so I... Um, so what is a post-bac? Explain a, that. So a post-bac, it, well, uh, some schools actually have designed programs for a post-bac to get into a specific program to... Uh, that university, but a postback basically is you're taking classes over or that you have never taken that are related to the area of um, study that yeah, you get into. Exactly, the requ- they're basically the requirement, the, the required courses. That you need to take. Yeah. Yes. So, what yeah. courses were you t- did you take? Oh, I took um, I biochem took anatomy and stuff. Yeah, I took biochem. I took anatomy, uh, physiology. I, it was it was a whole. I mean, general organic chemistry too. Okay. Uh, like yeah, like the whole. He it took was, his it was whole second. It was he took years. his whole second <laughs> semester of dental school. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and then I applied again, and the second time I don't remember how many schools I applied to, but I got an interview at one school, Howard University, uh, but I did not get accepted. So I had, so then I took another course. That's when I actually took uh, biochemistry. I hadn't taken biochemistry before. So I took biochem again, and then I applied a third time, uh, 26 schools. I had to, I had to ask my sister, uh, my sister's an attorney and she had already been working. So I had to take a, it was like a $2,500 loan from my sister. (laughs) Have you paid it back yet? Uh, Oh, I I I pay it back <laughs> with every interest. Christmas. With interest, every Christmas I pay it. <laughs> because without her help, I would not. There's no way right. I would I would be a dentist. Well, so what feedback did right. you get the second time? Because that could have that should have been something that would have been very demoralizing to you. Like, oh my God, I I, I did everything so, they asked me to, and I didn't so get. So there's in. there's some twists and turns in the story. Oh please! All right. So I did, I did the interview. I did the interview at at Howard, and um. At the time, I was taking organic chemistry too, and I was doing poorly in the class, so I dropped the class. Now I was not—I was not taking it at Howard. I was taking it at a completely different school, but somehow Howard found out that I had dropped the course. It's it probably a phone call. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then I got a phone call. <laughs> Denied. Denied. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, because organic, organic too is a is a prerequisite for dental school. Yes, right. So, um, so, so basically, because I dropped that course, 
uh, they I, they did not accept me. Right. So so then um, I took the course in the summer, and then the following fall I took the biochem and applied again. Twenty six schools. Out of those twenty six schools, um, I got denials from all of them <laughs> except for uh, University of Maryland, who told me they want me to take my DAT again because it was a fifteen, which was horrible. Um, Crichton University in Nebraska, who this- told me they wanted me to do another year post back at their university and then apply again to their university, which I definitely wasn't going to do. <laughs> and then there was another school. I can't remember what it was, but they, they wanted me to do a post back as well. Now, Howard did not send me anything. They did not send me an acceptance. They did not send me a rejection letter. Yeah, nothing. Me, me too. Right. Gary. Right. Too. So, so then like I called the school like every day for like two <laughs> months Right. Determination. Right. Then (laughs) finally, someone called me and said, oh, yeah, you've been accepted into the the class of 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 2010. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't do an interview. And they're like, oh, we just did. We just transferred your interview from the year before. You're good. And I was like, man, these people, they really made me sweat. They really made me sweat. But I only but that's one school. I applied. I only got into one school. But that's 26, all it takes, too. But I think, that's a, I think that's a good moral to the story, yeah. Dr. Dennis. Like, your determination. And you were you were determined you were getting into dental school, and you definitely brought something back to the table. That's true. So true. Yes. that's really just solidifying what we just said. Yeah. Like, you got to bring – and you can't expect if you got – 2.315 to think you're going to be <laughs> yeah. playing ball. You're not, you know, when you go to, when you go to the casino and there's like a table, like, sweetie, you can't sit here. Like, get your it's not the high roll- There's a high roller table and you don't you belong. You belong at the slot, the tiny slot machine and get your game up and then we'll see you later. Yeah. No one's no one no one cares. Like, dude, we're we're 4.0 over here. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't belong right. at this table. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go go home and cry to your mom. Like, get your grades up. We'll see. We'll leave the light on for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's like five different analogies you put into that story. I, they're all, they're, they're I'm, all I'm not gonna lie to you. I might get a T-shirt that says "Get your grade up," though. I do like that. <laughs> yeah, get your grades up, baby. Like uh, it's the generation we live in. It. Right, Kyle. Mm. You you're gonna say something? I, 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 yeah, I, I think that Gary's story was a, a good uh, kind of segue into during my interview at Pitt. The the doctor that talked to me, his I think the one question that helped me get into Pitt was if you don't get in. If you don't get accepted this this year, what are you going to do with your life? And my answer to him was, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to come back. I'm going to apply again uh, until I get into school. Uh, much like I, I don't know if I would have gone through everything that Gary went through. To, to get in. I, that, that's some serious determination. But uh, same question to you. I mean, if you don't get in this year, what are you going to do? Great what, question. What's, what's your What's your life plan after this? Great question reapplying until I get in because there's nothing that's going to stop me from obtaining my goal and becoming what I've always dreamed of becoming. So there's nothing that's going to stop me. I'm just going to keep on improving. And if I do get a rejection this year, then I'm going to call the school and because some schools won't tell you why 
but some schools will, and they'll say, Hey, you need to improve on this and improve on that. And I would take that advice. And like Dr. Fleming Smith said was, uh, maybe improve on my DAT score and just buckle down and study on that and retake it for the third time or for the reapplying the third time. So I had a classmate, actually really good guy. Um, probably one of the best like clinical, I mean, I mean, hand skills were incredible. He was 47 years old. Okay. And, and I asked him, I said, you know, like you're 47. Why are you going through this hell with us? Like now, you know what I mean? And, and he was like, well, you know, I've worked for so long and I realized, I mean, his dad was a dentist. So he's like, I worked for so long and, and this is what I wanted to do. And I really enjoyed this. You know what I mean? And what I was doing previously was because I had kids and I had to take care of them and so forth. But he finally got a chance to do what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? So there are people out there that are very motivated to be dentists. You know, we look at it. I mean, and I can speak for myself, but I, I look at students like yourself and I'm like, why would you want to do this to yourself? You know, why would you want to be a dentist, especially on those tough days? You know what I mean? Like those tough days, you, you, you look at someone like Adriana and you're like, why would you want to do this? Like, this is not fun. You know what I mean? But then you realize you go back to yourself previously and the determination that Dr. Dennis had and you go, I wanted to be here. So stop complaining and just just do it. You know what I mean? And so it takes somebody like yourself to kind of put everything in perspective for us. I'll speak for, you know, I mean, for, for people that are going through it, the dentists that are going through it, uh, to know that we had that motivation and we did everything we wanted, we, we could to get into that school. Uh, and we forget that sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Any yeah. uh, any questions for us, uh, Adriana? Like any questions at all? We, we're open books as well. I'm trying to think of a good question. (laughs) It doesn't have have to be a good question. I was going to say, what advice would you have other than improving on my DAT score for if I have to apply a third time? Dr. Dennis? All right. Um, So I would say take full advantage of being in a dental practice, working in a dental practice. Mm -hmm. All right. Because... Uh, there's a lot of stuff you can do, uh, now you can learn now that you, that you will learn in dental school. So mm-hmm. like, for instance, like how to take an impression. Oh yeah. How, how to, how to, how to do a, uh, a temporary crown. Radiograph. Radiograph. Yeah. How to take good x-rays. Like, yeah. How to, um, and actually, um, what I did when I was a dental assistant is I learned about insurance. I learned all about the insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, um, how does that affect you in dental school, though? Well, that doesn't. That's, that's going to help you later on in life. <laughs> what the hell? That's, that's going to help you later on in life. Remember, the first step. That, first that, step is part, the last part. The last part is going to help you later yeah, on. Yeah, this is going further. Okay. Right. Remember the first semester. First but, semester. But yeah, but yeah, but definitely you need to know, like the you know, take full advantage of being in there, um, mm-hmm. and then um, who, someone else wanted to say something. Are you? <laughs> are you done? Oh, I had something else to say, but I lost my train of thought. I'll, I'll, I'll come He'll back. come back. Fine. He does this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And the question is, what else do you think you can do other than improving your DAT? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Any mm-hmm. advice? Yeah. Like I said, Adriana, you have to make yourself more competitive. So whatever mm-hmm. that's going to take. So DAT is one entity of it. You can do like Dr. Dennis said, go back to school. 
and get your, you know, go back, um, do a program where you're taking a semester of the sciences and showing that, look, um, post-grad, I can make, you know, all A's in these classes. So that's mm-hmm. an option as well. Um, it does look good that you're in a dental practice. I, I think that helps you once you get into dental school. You mm-hmm. can let your, in, in the interview process, you can mention it. That that says a lot. But like I said, you have to be able to be competitive. This is a very competitive program. And don't uh, expect them just to take you in, you know, just because you're trying hard. You have to be able to come to the table with something. So I'm going to say continue on the DAT. I know going back to school is tough Mm -hmm. um, financially, emotionally, and it has to fit within your life. But um. All of those are entities on how you can do things different. And like I said, pick whenever you're going the next round, make sure you're picking schools that you feel like you can actually be at. Because I I do feel like the first time, I don't know about Dr. Dennis, when he did the, you said 20 something schools, 22 schools, I'm sure if the second time around, did you feel like, hey, um, did you see yourself being at those 22 schools that didn't really matter to you or... It was twenty six. Oh, twenty six. So. Well, and it, and it was it was the third time. You did twenty six so, each year. No, no, no. The first the first year I did four. The second year I I just don't remember how many I did. And um, the last time you did the last 26. one was it was twenty six. Okay, so really you were just not limiting yourself that third. Year. I was like, I will go anywhere, anywhere. in in America <laughs> <laughs> that will take me. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, I, no, I know what I wanted to say. So as far as the grades, um, keep in mind, so when I was at uh, University of Pittsburgh doing my endo residency, I was on the admissions committee. And there's actually uh, equivalently a multiplier for schools for your GPA. So like if you went to Harvard, your your 3.0 would be multiplied by 1.2, right? So it would be higher. But if you went to Howard, it would be probably multiplied by 0.8. So your, your 3.0 would actually be, I don't know, I'm not doing the multiplication in my head, but it might be like a 2.8 instead of a 3.0. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so you need to keep that in mind as well, because depending on whatever program or school you went to, your 3.0 might not actually be a 3.0. I okay. doubt they're using that equation, but... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know about that. I, I haven't heard Adriana, that either. With all of the science behind it, um, just make sure, like, mm-hmm. come to the table with spades, okay? Like, forget <laughs> forget all of yes. that. Yeah, forget all of that, you know, equations and stuff like that. They're going to play at face value. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think people are even looking at the school that you came from. I, I feel like when they're looking at the transcript, they're just looking at letters. Letters and numbers. So, well, okay. I will say, um, in order to uh, get people interviews, they have a cutoff, right? So they'll say mm-hmm. anybody above this grade, or I'm sorry, below this grade, you're not even getting an interview. So mm-hmm. I, I and I, I think I, someone said it, but I think getting that interview is, is is key because it allows you to shine, you know. Because they say, okay, well, you're good enough to get an interview. Now it's, are you good enough to get into our school? 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I believe that doing the research for that school, knowing what that school is doing, because a lot of schools like to brag. You know, if, if they're doing regenerative, uh, you know, um, research, talk about that. If that interests you, you know, whatever interests you that that school is doing, talk about it. Kind of uh, personalize your interview for that school. Don't just give a broad, oh, I'm going to give the same answer that everybody else is because I've interviewed kids and I'm just like, oh, God, you're boring. Yeah. There's nothing exciting about you. I won't mm-hmm. remember you. Let's be. Let's not pretend. I will. The second you let, leave that room, I've already forgotten who you are. But if you tell me something that will capture my attention, that's mm-hmm. key. I honestly don't know if this virtual thing is going to allow you to do that, though. You know, Kyle. Know. Yeah, that's Kyle the only made, downfall. Right. I Kyle feel. made a statement that you know he was able to sit face to face with the interviewer and mm-hmm. tell him, "Hey, this is what I'm going to do after." If I don't get in, you know, and, and I bet you that interviewer saw that in him. Like, like, yeah, he actually means it. I don't know how you come across on a video. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's got to be very tough this yeah. year. Because oh, I do feel uh-huh. like it's an interpersonal connection right. mm-hmm. that you remember. Because I feel like when we come off of this call, there'll be a lot of things forgotten very quickly. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it's just like, hey, I, I know there were four people at the bottom and one person at the top. <laughs> I remember this was said and oh, Cal keeps going in and out. And <laughs> blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, I mean, like, be, it's only because of it's being computerized. Like we're, we're, we, this whole year we've been looking at computers. We we're tired of being on like a monitor. We need more person to person interaction. It allows a connection and a remembrance. So I would definitely be trying to up that because you have to be remembered on like a monitor. And that's Mm -hmm. not easy to do. Mm -hmm. Well, when I applied the first time and we got to do the in-person interviews, yeah, um, it was, you know, like you were saying, it's very, there's a really good connection and that way you can make a really good impression. The, this time I ended up getting um, two interviews and I was able to get that. I felt like I got that connection, even though it was over um, the computer, Mm -hmm. I felt like we were still in person talking. Mm -hmm. And so that was, I felt like that was a good sign, but (laughs) it, it is definitely very hard because you're, you don't want to be looking at different corners of your room. You don't want to get yeah. <laughs> different things in the background. Right. And in person, you don't really have that. You're able to look, you know, the interviewer person in the eye and have them know that you have their full or that they have your full attention. Right. And that's the one thing that's really hard to capture because, you know, I'm trying to look at all these different faces on my screen right now. And, you know, I'm trying to look at the camera too. So, you know, I'm looking at you, but that's the only difficult thing that I felt was a really big challenge in doing the interview process this year. I I agree with what what Dr. Aga said about uh, personalizing it uh, Mm -hmm. to that school. Uh, I don't really remember my, uh, actual dental school yeah inter- interview because it was so long ago but i do remember my one for for endo and i know in the interview um i, I was interviewed by three different people uh one of them was the director for um ortho which was i thought was kind of strange uh but it just so happened that he asked me like oh why do you want to do endo i'm like oh uh, i met dr revere and blah 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 blah, blah. and he was like dr revere he was my dental school classmate. 
That's right. So then we started talking about that. Right. He's telling me about how what they were, how good friends they were in dental school. So he never and answered his question. Yeah, it was like <laughs> he it just was distracted completely... him. <laughs> what? What'd you say? I said you just distracted him from his question. Hey, it works. Right. Right. Then, then, I, then, then when I got interviewed by the actual director for Endo, yeah. um, I don't know how it came up, but we started talking about swimming. And I was like, I was like, oh, I, I, I swam at Howard. And he was like, I, I swam in college too. You know, it, so it was like, you know, so if it's you personalize it, mm-hmm. they'll remember you. They will remember that is you. True. That is true. You know, <laughs> Kyle, Just you want to wrap us up? Wait, wait. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, so you hear these stories about kids applying to uh, whether it's college, dental school, med school, and they really try to go out of their way to make themselves be seen, whether it's printing their stuff on fluorescent paper so it sticks out in the stack sending a door with a shoe in it saying, just trying to get my foot in the door. Uh, I've never been on an admissions committee. Uh, so I, I apparently everybody else has, but uh, <laughs> I, I also hear stories that, uh, of friends from medical school that uh, they were on the admissions committee and there's just a, such a volume of ap- applications that come in that you're not able to see, or you can't physically go through all of them. So they would take stacks of applications, just set them aside, never to be looked at. Granted, you're still paying the fee to get into that school. So it's kind of a, mm-hmm. you know, sucks that you're paying for something they're not not even going to look at. But uh, what do you guys think about uh, doing something that uh, makes yourself stand out so you're not stuck in that stack of applications that gets discarded? My thing was I applied to Temple. My undergrad school was supposed to have a uh, an agreement with Temple to give us preferential applications. I thought I had a pretty strong application, never heard from them until I started calling the school saying just that. I'm sp- you're supposed to have disagreement with my undergrad. I haven't even heard from you guys. And at that point, they called me up and said, let's interview for you for the wait list. Our, our school's already full, but you know, let's get you in for an interview. So I, I assume I was in that stack that got discarded and not looked at. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, I guess being that you all were on admissions committees, is there any validity to that? And what's your opinion if you saw somebody that was trying to do a little extra just to get their application to be well, seen by somebody? You know, from, I'd say call. Right. I was going to say, for yeah. me, I personally put my packet together. And I don't think you can do this now. Like, you have to go through some kind of, like, centralized system or whatever. But yeah. at the mm-hmm. time, I put my packet together myself. It was like a big stack. And there was about 10 schools. And I put them all together. I mailed them all out. You know what I mean? And then at Pitt, I actually hand delivered it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would say definitely call the school. If you want to go to that school and you're like, just like, just like uh, Kyle did, uh, just like I did, you know, call the school and say, hey, did you, did you receive my application? Yep. Did you receive my application? Did you receive my application? <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. okay that's, <laughs> don't, don't, don't be that, don't be that annoying though. Don't be that annoying. I, I, I think another thing you could do, Adriana, and mm-hmm. it, it's along with dental school, a lot of new grads are doing this. Um, they're visiting. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're getting their face in a dean's face and mm-hmm. saying, hey, next year I'm going to be applying, be looking for me. Like, I'm excited to go here. I yes. love what you guys are about. I love the mission. I love all of that. And uh, just be looking for me. I'm going to have my application in early, not late. Mm-hmm. You'd be one of the first applicants yeah. and stuff like that. So anything that's going to separate you apart, because I know even now, uh, 
there's graduates that come, they just observe, they visit, right. the, even in dental offices. Right. I constantly have students in the office. They're just like, I'm just trying to get eyes on. And trust me, whenever they meet people, you never know just meeting a person and what what that can change for you. Put mm-hmm. yeah, put a put a put a face to the name. And I mean, like, like they said, like maybe you don't get into one school, but that dean was like, yeah, I talked to that person. I talked to her. Uh, and maybe they make a call to another school and say, hey, yeah. this person is going to be good for your school because you you yeah. never know. Right. Like someone might be doing your favor behind your back and you might never know. You know, so mm-hmm. putting that putting that face to that name is, is key. It's it's absolutely key. And it shows determination. Just go in shadow. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, don't be too prideful. A lot of people are yeah. going to, you know, oh, on the dental logs or blogs or whatever, they're going to say, oh, I got a, you know, 26 and a 4-0, da-da-da. Ignore all that noise. Just focus on your game plan and, and realize mm-hmm. it's a competition. Let's be completely honest. You're trying to, you're both, you're mm-hmm. just like 50 people fighting for one seat. So remember right. that and be mm-hmm. able to just say, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to stand out. And whatever it takes to stand out, stand out. You know, to a limit, of course. You don't, not whatever, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh any anything else before we uh we wrap up here this was an, i mean honestly this was an excellent conversation i thought yeah, yeah. well i know uh, well walter i want to hear your your uh dental school yeah no yeah no actually well thank you so so my actually it starts in uh, undergrad my first semester i was taking bio one and calc uh calc one chem one and uh freedom i basically you know i i got you know i I live in an african home so there's not much freedom so once you get out you're free right (laughs) and when you're free you you become stupid and i basically was like i'm gonna hang out i'm I'm with a black action society i'm doing all kinds of groups and so forth right so i failed my first biology class failed it f Go to go home for su- for winter vacation, and my dad literally accused me of doing drugs. Like all of a sudden, I'm a crackhead, <laughs> completely a crackhead, right? And he's like, "This that's the only explanation that goes from like your grades in high school to your grades in college. Like, how could you possibly fail a class that you just got a you know an A in 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 high school?" And of course, it was because I was a complete idiot. But that motivated me because I had a mentor, uh, Gregory Allen, to this day, still love this man. Like he basically sat me down when I came back to school and he said do you want to be a dentist or not and i was like yeah he goes well to get your shit together and i don't think he should have cursed at me but he did you know (laughs) (laughs) he's like you gotta get your shit together and he made me take that bio one class again on top of calc two chem two physics one i think it was and then i took spanish just to ease up my grade you know my uh my load i guess but it was like 18 19 credits you know and i had to pay for those extra credits you know he was like but this is how you're gonna get back on track so, you know, I tell that story not to say that, like, oh, look at look at me, but I'm saying that was my, you know, the kick in the ass that I really needed. You know, somebody to look at me and say, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You're not going to get into dental school. And I think you, it, it need, you need somebody to let you know that you messed up. And then when I was applying to dental school, that was the first thing I said. I was like, I screwed up. So I took ownership of it. And I said, I messed up. I was having too much fun, but then I had somebody basically kick my ass and say, this is what you need to do. And as you can see, I improved. But there is that, you know, there is that factor where you have to make, uh, you have to explain why you did what you did, you know what I mean? And take ownership of it. A lot of people like to make excuses. 
Don't make excuses. Take ownership of it and explain to them why you deserve to be in a position you do. And then when you get to that position, don't don't forget it's it, it's it's the competition. You want to do the best you possibly can. I personally think you don't you ignore grades when you're in dental school. People think I'm crazy to this day, but I never really checked my grades after second or yeah second semester, first year in dental school. I didn't because I figured if I'm failing, they're gonna let me know. The school was going to come and say, you're failing, <laughs> you know? So so by doing that, I actually learned. I actually was able to focus on the work and the, you know what I mean? Not worry about like, oh, let's, uh, after an exam, let's all gather around and talk about our, uh, uh, our, you know, answers and so forth. I hated that. It really made me uncomfortable. So I just was like, well, I don't know because I truly took the test and left and I forgot all about it and moved on to the next thing. And I think by doing that, it allowed me to really appreciate dentistry for what it was. You know what I mean? Versus I need to get an A, I need to get this and that. Dr. Dennis. All right. So <laughs> l- let me just say, you cannot forget that information. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what I mean? That's like, the first thing I say. No, no. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because, because a lot of people, right after the exam, they will all stand in front of the exit on, on, in that class mm-hmm. and want to talk yeah. about each other's grades yeah. and all that. Got, yeah. And uh, to me, I'm like, just ignore you guys. Keep moving forward. And that's what I'm saying. All right. The second thing yeah. is, okay, <laughs> tell us about your, your interview process. Like your, how many schools did you apply to? Ten, I applied to 10 and schools. I applied to 10 schools. I got interviewed mm-hmm. to five, five or six. Oh, actually, yeah, I got interviewed to five. The sixth one was um, Detroit Mercy. After the fact, like I had already gotten into pit, and then they were like, "Hey, we want to interview," and I'm like, "But I already got into pit." They're like, "Okay, fine, you're accepted." And I was like, "What? I already got, I already got into pit." <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie to you; I think it was a minority thing. I'll be real with you because I didn't even interview, and they were like, "Oh, okay, you're accepted." And I was like, "What? You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense." Uh, they had to fulfill a requirement. Obligation. Yes, yes, and I think I was that guy. You know, <laughs> I. I I'm African. Perfect. You know, they're like, oh, we need guy. we need that the African in there. Exactly. International, you know. But uh, but but I remember the worst interview I had was at uh, BU. I actually got there and uh, I couldn't afford a hotel, so I stayed at a, a hostel. You know, they you know, like whenever people travel, they get like, and and I had like five people in the same room with me. And I have put my suitcase in a, a locker, right? And so that morning I'm getting up and everybody's just coming back from whatever they were doing that whole night. And I'm getting up, I'm putting on my suit and everything to go for this interview. And I get there and I'm feeling great about the first interview. I go to the second interview and this is, um, it was this black guy. I forgot what the doctor's name was, but like he basically, the first thing he said to me was, don't think you're going to get in here because you're black. And I looked at him. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? He was like, don't think you're gonna so get you in have here. A criteria too, right? And I was like, well, <laughs> that that freaked me you need out. To talk to Detroit, Ro- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that freaked me out because then I was just like, I wasn't even thinking that. But now that I, you know, now that you got me, and I really like, I messed that interview up because I was so freaked out by the whole conversation. And I was taking biochem at the time. He goes, "What's your grade in biochem right now?" And I was like, "I don't, I don't know." And he's like, go look it up right now. Let me find out what you're good. I was like, I don't think it's posted yet. Like, I'm literally trying to explain to him that the semester's not over. You know what I mean? And he, he like he like moves over. He's like, get on the computer and show me what your grades are. And I was like, I, you should have had all this. Like, what are you talking about? You know? He's like, show me what you have now. I was like, I can't. The semester's not over. 
You know what I mean? And like, I leave after like 15, 20 minutes. It was horrible. I leave and I'm like, oh, thank God I'm done with him. And then he calls me back in again. Just to tell me that I shouldn't expect to get in because I'm black again. And I was like, what is wrong with this guy? Sure enough, I I, I finished. I got through. I got into Pitt and into BU. But then they, he calls me personally. He's like, I want to make sure that that biochem grade is as good as you you know it should be because you don't deserve to get in here unless you're the best student. Da, da, da. Sure enough, I just was like, I'm not going to be you. These people are, he's crazy. He's crazy. And so that, it, it, honestly, that was the one interview I was completely terrified. And I, it doesn't, it takes a lot to get me nervous. You know what I mean? Like I was like, this guy is nuts and I don't want to deal with this person at all. You know what I mean? Thank God I got into Pitt. Cause if it was just BU that I got into, I'd be going to BU talking about, yeah, that's what it is. You know? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, you, you just need that one score. And if it would have been BU, I'd have been going to BU, you know? But um, mm-hmm. Adriana, do not let this story. <laughs> no, but it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth because that's what happened. You'll have, you'll have crazy interviews. You'll have crazy people throughout your whole dental career. It's, it's nuts. Adriana, Crystal, what about your I, interview process? I know. Adriana, yes. My my interview process was not ideal, but I'll sum it up with the, it was very similar to Dr. Dennis. I didn't get in for three years. I worked in the office. I retook the DAT. I didn't have to go back to school. But uh, what I will say is that I was just as determined as everybody else on the line. I, I'm I wanted to be in dental school. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like finances was a big issue trying to apply. I didn't get to apply to that many schools. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I only applied to about three. And the last year, I was like, Dr. Dennis, I was going to kind of broaden where I was um, where I was applying at the end. So that's my that's my thing in summary. I'm very grateful for Howard because that was a great fit. And I believe that that was the time I was supposed to be in. So don't don't believe because you didn't get in first year. It may not be the time. Very like, true. Very true. That that year that I got in was the year I was supposed to get in. Very and true. and that year went very well. But let me tell you one thing, Adriana, before I go and join the Huda Nation. Um, <laughs> one thing is that I want to tell you, after getting a rejection, which, trust me, um, Dr. Dennis and I used to talk about this all the time, obstacles. I actually mm-hmm. think, it's a good thing. Yes. Not that it's a good thing, but it's something that's going to make you stronger because you have to start getting used to some obstacles. Yes. Okay. Because mm-hmm. everything in this world is not going to just be given to you because you're cute, you're loving, and you're driven. At the end of the day, you got to come to play ball and you got to be competitive and let the best person win. So you need to be thinking about that with that mentality. This is a very competitive feel. I do think you have everything it's going to take to get in, but I will tell you, allow yourself some recovery. I know mm-hmm. whenever I didn't get in, I'm not sure about Dr. Dennis. I just quickly went back and just revolved it. Oh, let me study more for the DAT. Let me go do this. Let me go. Allow yourself some recovery time to just be like, okay, I got through that process. Um, Give yourself some reassurance to let yourself know you are good enough. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you that mm-hmm. you are good enough. You are going to get in. Just do what it takes. So you need to do some reevaluation. Okay. Reevaluate on the fact that what am I going to do? Am I going to retake that DAT? Or mm-hmm. am I going to take some courses? Because at the end of the day, if you do the same thing, you'll get the same results. So do something different. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then after that, just reload, baby. Like reload, reload your spades. 
And when you hit that interview, hit them with it. Like I, I took my DAT. I got the score up. I took some extra classes. I got that up. I, I'm in the office. I'm driven. Mm-hmm. I want to be at this school. This is the school I'm going to be into. And then, and then reapply. Take it from there. Like I think if you do those things, then you're going to get a different result. You're definitely going to get a different result. And mm-hmm. and and always remember the Krebs cycle. Right. Okay, there it is. <laughs> no, no, listen, listen, there it is. Listen, this is this is no, why no, we listen, 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 see. This is listen, exactly listen, no, listen, no, listen, no, Doctor listen, Dennis. Listen, listen, you listen. ruined it. No, right, no, it listen, was beautiful. Listen, <laughs> listen. The rate limiting factor oh. is you. Oh God. Okay. All right. Okay. Hey, you let me finish. I'm not. You gotta let me finish. I'm not. The rate limiting factor is you. All right. So never, never give up on your dreams. If you want to do something, work at it. Make it happen. There it is. Well, that was, I, I can't, we're going to end it there. <laughs> we're going to end it there. I appreciate everybody for coming on. Thank you so much. Adriana, we wish you all the best. Yeah. Honestly, Thank we, you we, so we much know you're going to do it. Right. All the advice you Hang guys gave and for the Absolutely. encouragement and the support. And I look forward to seeing Dr. Alton and Dr. Dennis this week. And you will tell us the good news and come back and, and let us know yes. that, that you got in and we'll, we'll definitely see you succeed in life for sure. Yes. All Thank right, you guys. so much again. Enjoy. I appreciate this opportunity. Have a great weekend, you guys. All right, later. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an S at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an s at gmail.com remember the opinions on this podcast are just that our professional opinions the final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional